Hello and welcome back to Black Arcade Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Stranger Things, Season 4, Episode 2, Chapter 2, Vecna's Curse, written and directed by the Duffer Brothers. I gave this episode a 9.5 out of 10, subtracting the scenes I did not particularly care for. We're, pro- we're just so you know up front, we're not going to be discussing much of the Hopper Joyce and that guy's name that I still don't know storyline I'm Murray there we go I'm I'm just I find myself very disinterested when they're on the screen it sucks that Hopper had to go through torture but I'm so I'm so not invested whatsoever in their love story and them getting together and the acting. <laughs> I've never particularly been the hugest fan of Murray. So every time those scenes come on, I am heavily, heavily uh, taken out of the show. So I just decided to fast forward through them. So you won't be hearing me discuss it much if that's your thing i understand but i gotta do what i like to talk about and and love and it is nothing to do with anything in particular i just don't like these three characters um (laughs) and i don't want to shat on their scenes because of my own personal bias and thus i would rather just move past them and really enjoy the things that do work for me in this show so with that said let's start with the whole uh nancy fred um jonathan and his new friend which is argyle i believe let's start with their story arc they start at the airport where they pick up mike who is reunited with Elle, dressing in all of her favorite colors with a bouquet in hand. <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. After dropping them off along with his brother, they go out into the middle of nowhere to hit golf car golf balls, which I'm not gonna lie, look like a shit ton of fun to do into a canyon with a whole bunch of cars in it that sounds sounds spectacular jonathan thought that nancy would be on the plane nancy thought that jonathan would come to her and his name is bruh though they both love and respect the other and want to do the best thing for them jonathan already knows that he's moving in a different direction and nancy senses that there's been a change or at least that he's not being completely honest with her which he is not because they both intended to go to college together and he says can i tell you something argyle and you gotta promise not to tell anyone else and argyle says you're my only friend he shows him his acceptance letter to the community college and he's like that's where i'm going (laughs) he's like i know i can't leave my brother and my mother i don't think that jonathan wants to he is content the most with his family which is rather ironic because he was all about not conforming 
to society and so on and so forth and he knows that nancy intends to go to this particular college that she has a career that she wants to pursue and if i told her she will toss away that career and be with me and then we'll just be repeating a cycle of being together and it'll be built up resentment and so on and so forth and he's like you can't lie to her you gotta tell her and he's like but i don't know how to tell her <laughs> he's like you mean slow roll broke break up with her he's like i guess no <laughs> he's like go get the weed we need to talk about this under the influence I wasn't sure about him during the whole I thought that was a certain type of shirt weird hug scene but he's pretty funny in this scene and he started screaming I forgot what he was screaming out and I like their interaction he's like damn got me stressed out it's not even my girlfriend <laughs> so I thought their interaction was nice segue to Nancy and Fred they are watching the news hearing about the dead high school student although her name has yet to be released she decides to go to the trailer park community to see what is going on and investigate and get a story and i have to say it's a bit of a stretch here that this 17 year old is just gonna walk up to the deceased parent with two cops standing right there with no fucking credentials talking about can i have a word looking like a reporter being able to go door to door and the guy's like what the fuck are you still doing here did you see them leave sir i'm also not quite sure why not his father his nephew eddie's um uncle would divulge information about a victor creel and how the murders are similar to how he killed and murdered his whole entire family and i think that's relevant for the police to know especially if you're trying to clear the name of your of your nephew that would make a lot more sense to me but sure like hey guys maybe go check and see if he's still locked up because he's pure evil and i'm telling you that's the person you should be looking into why don't you look into it you can't do a quick phone call hey so victor krill he's still in his cell correct i just want to clarify that information maybe there's a copycat everyone knows hawkins has a high death toll they keep bringing up barb like nobody else died i feel a, a very disrespect to um y'all know who i'm referencing <laughs> who died last episode or last season um it'll come to me it'll come billy no one mentions billy but that also speaks to the the classism of course everyone remembers barb but billy you know who was he he was nobody to them so i'm not sure if the show intended that but it's definitely present there also seems to be an idea of trailer parks you know just people dying of heroin overdoses they're just low class areas of society and they're looked down upon in the 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 middle class 
suburban part of society it's probably why l or jane is having such a hard time with the social differences but i i will talk about that story too because i have some things i want to pick apart i enjoyed the directing of this episode that got the bulk of the of the score even though the insides of the characterizations have some nitpicks for me it's pretty much based on my bias of a situation but the the directing really glued it all together and kept the frustration not from building just watching teenagers basically be teenagers of course you're gonna you know as a 38 year old mom myself i'm gonna not quite have the same level of empathy (laughs) as say a 20 year old that's watching this or a kid themselves but back to nancy she decides to do interviews and try to get information she goes with fred fred was adorable and i did not see what was going to happen at the end of this episode coming and i was devastated especially that line of you wish that jonathan was here or she wished that jonathan was here instead of him or something to that effect and he was like no i'm here and present and accounted for (laughs) just very snippy line from him however very much like um chrissy he starts to hallucinate being pulled under the vecna curse based on his guilt involving an accident where the other driver was murdered he's carrying that guilt and the sorrow and the trauma of that and as suspected that is pretty much the fuel that this particular creature needs the vecna it is not as we have seen in the past correct it feels as if the demogorgon and the what did we call the last villain y'all know what he was called (laughs) but that has been squared away and this seems to be a new creature and i like that because we're not just we're expanding the world out where now we have additional beings able to exist in this other shadowy world that can be a threat to our world or bleed into hawkins in specific uh, specifically so they get to the the trailer park and he wants to leave she wants to stay he leaves her by the puppy or she leaves him by the puppy while she goes to talk to the uncle then she notices that he is gone because the dog is barking in a direction where there is nothing besides trees she can't locate him despite going all around the trailer park and then goes to the police officer who is very pissed off because he knows that's his job you're fucking fired bob the sun was up and then it was dark you did not at all see those children come back and if you didn't after 30 minutes because you told them to make it quick you should have been searching for them (laughs) or informing someone you know like the cops that were in there doing nothing that hey there are two trespassers what is up with nancy barely remembering that max lives here is that a slip up of her white privilege just the question um 
and that is pretty much where we leave her because now her friend got fucked up he fred got fucked up fred went in the forest saw a clock got on the road saw the recreation of the accident and the guy crawling towards him asking for help he fell into a grave vecna showed up and said this is the end beautiful friend this is the end my only friend oh my god the graphic way in which they show the deaths with the bones cracking and them being raised in the air this is fucking scary and gross okay i kid you not this is a visual scene in the the novel that i'm working on the fantasy novel that happens to one particular character as they're using their powers so to see it viscerally in front of me and i haven't even written the scene out was slightly disappointing but also slightly kind of cool because <laughs> now it gives me something else to embellish on let's go to dustin robin steve and max um we start with both dustin and max discussing what she saw she comes out in the morning and upon seeing the police show up at eddie's creeps out in her socks to try to take a closer peek and is able to see chrissy's dead body all contorted on the floor before being told to get the fuck away she searches for luke and everyone else however no one is available besides dusty who's with his mom who really needs to stop kissing that cat that intimate relationship has gone as far as it needs to and she tells him that it's possible that eddie did it because there's people like ted bundy out there i like that they're playing with the idea of serial killers to the psyche and how they were firstly popularized really in the 80s or you know late 70s to 80s where a lot of people were just now realizing holy shit people that look and act just like me could be psychopaths and thus it, it created a bit of a mania and that mania is starting to take hold of this particular town even though it is kind of based in some in some concrete <laughs> like to say the town is cursed it's like yeah it actually really is so they're not full of shit but i think that it's also rational to say hey it's possible this was the last person that was seen with her but he also said but what stopped her from telling the police was that he looked terrified when he left and it could have been terrified that he killed someone or it could be terrified of something else and the fact that there's reasonable doubt means i need to pursue this on my own before i i bring forth this evidence that can further incriminate him and i think that because she comes from the same type of neighborhood and i think this is a good um juxtaposition of the you know some of the black communities considering she dates uh lucas or has been in a relationship with lucas that just because of where you come from 
you're automatically assumed in anything else on top of that i think she she knows that there's a label on on her situation on where she comes from and thus she doesn't want to give police any more ammunition than they already would need in that situation so i i like that that was some smart writing and thus she asks for dustin's help he tells his mom i love you i will be extra safe (laughs) and they go to family video which i haven't seen in like 25 years i haven't even been to a rental place in like 25 years and i'm not even exaggerating that number (laughs) but that is where steve and robin work i love their little dynamic still because he's dating a whole bunch of women because he doesn't know what he wants she knows who the girl of her dreams is that got a laugh based on steve's joke but she doesn't have the courage to ask her out so she suggests that they should just merge (laughs) that's when dustin shows up and says look i gotta go do my uh because now i'm a um i'm a computer hacker (laughs) while you max explains to them the severity of the situation which they do so they go looking for um go looking for eddie and it's some real detective work here between our quattro team and that detective work leads to reefer or yeah reefer rick (laughs) reefer rick and they find reefer rick well they find his address by looking up the video rental history of all those in the town with the first name rick and chicken and chong gave it away they show up at his address what is up with with dustin screaming rick reefer rick <laughs> why did you just like saying that so much that you just found the excuse to just kept saying it like hello why why they uh max discovers that there is a more probable location of where eddie is and it's steve who ends up finding him with his oar even though he drags the shit out or was dragged the shit out by dustin (laughs) don't worry steve will take care of him with their oar (laughs) steve's like after all the shit that has popped up i don't want no damn surprises and i don't blame him and i don't understand dustin why you ain't taking these necessary precautions uh and it turns out that he was right he was uh, under some tarp even though he did have a point of you know why don't you just take the tarp off he's like <laughs> if you're so brave you go ahead and do it i love the jealousy over the friendship you mean your your friend your older friend that plays D with you <laughs> and they find eddie who is pretty much on edge and puts a beer bottle broken beer bottle to steve's neck and after hearing what he has witnessed and clearly still suffering absolute and utter shock they understand and they question him he ain't letting go of that uh <laughs> it took him a minute to let go of that bottle and that's real 
you're in a fight or flight mode and he 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 flighted that's not a word but he got the fuck up out of there and he explains exactly what happened he's like you guys are not gonna believe us he's like no no we actually do believe you we are on your side and we also need to make sure that you know there this isn't the emergence of another monster because those stories that you've been hearing well they're not really particularly false (laughs) not not all of them and i love the voiceover as we see vecna attacking fred i thought that was brilliant and i'm glad that he didn't laugh in his face because after what he just saw that was ridiculously improbable hearing that others are telling you yeah well the probable actually is probable (laughs) and a rather calm matter has to has to feel you know validating despite the fact that it sounds just as crazy as your story it's like okay well that makes more sense to me than what the fuck i just saw (laughs) um and i think that wraps up their particular storyline let's go to lucas and the bar that they decided to crash to have a party at that dude was an absolute idiot when he said chrissy maybe she didn't stand you up i'm glad that that black dude literally got in his face about it it was a joke why was that a joke Uh, you know it's probably just a heroin active so someone dying is still a joke to you (laughs) i love that it kept going and he was constantly checking because i hate when people do that it's like that's not funny why would you think something that is absolutely horrifying would be funny that's not a joke that's just something that's an asshole thing to say and of course it's the truth and they see cops arriving to question the boyfriend what was his name (sighs) this is the guy that they're saying a lot about too because he's mayonnaise and they're so mayonnaise that they're just like oh well chrissy would never do drugs clearly chrissy wanted to do some drugs even if she never did because that's why they don't believe that those two people would interact because oh he's a freak a freak based on what i'm not you (laughs) uh i will say the bullying aspect is a little cliched in these types of movies it's it's an automatic make you feel a certain way about a character but it it's i'm just i'm really done with it why can't we start portraying more healthy relationships and interactions why do we need to always default to the bullying and that be the basis of the hero it's not lazy writing because it is a huge part of the culture particularly in the 80s and early 90s i feel like around this era uh with the suicide rate and so on and so forth and those shooting up schools people are a little bit more um attentive to bullying and that type of culture and have a little bit more control but it's not to say that it doesn't still occur but it's not fetishized in the same way like it, it's pretty much no one's ever looking at bullying and and really joining in (laughs) it's it's becoming a more minuscule part of the population you know it's not the jocks anymore you know anime is big right now (laughs) so 
so if you don't know shit about anime you're not popular and so on and so forth you're always going to have people that are just straight up assholes but that's usually because they come from shitty shitty home situations or they're entitled and they come from an entitled home situation where their parents aren't doing their job by having them treat their peers the way they should you that's a learned behavior and i think that continuously focusing on the 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 children and how they act completely obsoletes that part of the conversation that no one wants to speak on because that can be taught you know if your son's being a piece of shit (laughs) that is not allowed i've even had situations where i've caught my daughter doing something where i or she'll say something and i'm like nope that's not allowed i do not care how you feel how they did whatever there's a line you're not crossing that line but here is how you would handle the situation nobody fucking takes the time to actually parent a lot in some of these suburban communities and that's part of the problem when you have that type of behavior manifesting in teenagers and then later on as adults because they don't see anything wrong with that and you know i gave him all he want needed and wanted <laughs> and i think that's the that's the part they're supposed to do but i hugely digressed with that storyline other than to say he decides that the hellfire club is a cult that needs to be taken down and eddie munson is the one in which they need to now take their privilege and hunt down instead of let the police do their job because for some reason like that's another big huge issue with a lot of these communities which we recently saw in several the aubrey clay case where i think that i have the right to say that you are a problem and take out a gun and shoot you and thus this type of shit is not i don't i don't care it's 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 used in fantasy but it's it's all it's also need to be pointed out as a statement as well that this is not fucking great behavior but i don't think that they're painted it in a light that says it's great behavior either (laughs) so that's why i'm not you know shitting on it but i am taking away from the you know i'm correlating it with current events of how this type of behavior just isn't the right way to respond like i felt bad for him that you know he's a kid and someone he truly loved probably lost his uh v card to and vice versa because that's that kind of time was brutally murdered to the point that they wouldn't even let their parents see her face and her body so then you're left with that imagination and then you have the media tossing all the paranoia in the country which they tend to do right and then you have someone that's never had to deal with strife in their life all of a sudden put into a state of psychological collapse and then you have this behavior where they think and their vulnerability that they should take action never mind that action is based on preconceived biased notions that have no bearing in reality and that's what they intend to do you have uh lucas at first puking up his guts because he got drunk i like that he had another black friend to talk to (laughs) just checking on each other it's the little things 
it's always the little things and i like that he was scared that he was about to be busty because he should be <laughs> before realizing something else is going on i like that he stepped up and said no the hellfire club is based on dnd it's a game and then he says my sister plays with them because he doesn't want to admit that he himself is a nerd and dustin made point of that lucas got a lot of popular friends and we were the ones left behind and it was only eddie that would be nice to us even though we don't see that lucas has abandoned his friends at all and i felt as if he could have just said that as well like my friends play there blondie brushes it off and says well his mind has been warped by the game and we need to hunt him down to the dismay of lucas who is not gonna wanna wanna participate when he realizes his girl and his friends are involved and he has to be called back up to arms because the upside down will never let them lead a ordinary life you're mad i'm back big mad he's mad once again in case i didn't mention it the cinematography the directing of this episode the tilting of the camera just that was mushy gushy okay there were some very uh creamy scenes cream worthy scenes i know don't sexualize <laughs> television but they were they were very orgasmic um but the tilting of the upside down with the camera um that was oh i watched that like four times <laughs> because i needed to see it over and over again it was so beautiful i think we have covered everything with lucas let's go to well briefly in hawkins let's talk about the fact that the new police chief is who we have seen in the past that used to be the number two for hopper who also knows that crazy shit has been going on i don't know how much hopper kept them in the loop but it always felt as if he had some indication that something a lot more was going down so i'll be curious to know we saw him call someone and we had someone from the military show up another black general to take over the situation and take photos of the body so i feel as if the government is starting to become uh yeah it's colonel sullivan and it's officer powell officer callahan was there as well and i love the scene where he's like you're gonna arrest me for drinking it is a crime we can you're fucking a white male you're a white man oh apparently that was a girl that fred killed i just saw that in this uh <laughs> in these notes over here all right let's go to california where it is just the love triangle that continues to be mike 11 or jane and will i feel really terrible for will and he is too grown for me i cannot take it out of all the ones that have grown up and i i most feel like oh my god uh, the two are definitely lucas and will 
Mike, whatever's going on with his limbs. Oh, man. He's definitely going through that gawky stage that is not made better by his choice of outfit. <laughs> I've also not particularly been a huge fan of Mike for a while now. He has been... Uh, since he met Jane, has steadily distanced his friendship from from uh will and i don't know why but i'm not sure how i feel necessarily by the direction because it feels as if will is stuck and i don't want will to be stuck and hung up and consistently this third wheel to the the ship that is mike and 11 whom i've also never been the the, the hugest shit like after that whispering in each other's ear shit yeah that struck a nerve <laughs> that uh is permanent permanently stuck in that position causing a pain that never goes away and i don't hate them but i'm definitely not emotionally invested i think that they really love each other and that's great but why do you need to hide the fact that you are not fitting into society like what is it it's not as if mike somehow doesn't have a similar experience that she like he doesn't understand but maybe it's because she's tired of mike coming to her rescue uh or him feeling the need to come to her rescue but then that's not fair to him and i think that's why um will was so upset about by that like what what do you (laughs) what do you mean um like why are you lying to him he's gonna be upset that you're lying to him he's gonna be upset that you haven't shared that part of yourself that he could have like that's what a boyfriend is meant to do and should be allowed to do in that situation so telling falsehoods leads to this whole thing with what is her name i'm not even sure i just know that if you want me to feel bad for someone for reacting violently then you're not gonna write her as they did angela because when angela got a skate to the face and she probably needs fat plastic surgery to fix that shit. I was like, well, you shouldn't have been talking shit. Then, then you won't get fucked up. And quite frankly, it all comes down once again to the adults in the room. Where are the fucking people that are supposed to be like that should not have been able to go down the way it went down in the middle of the skating ring. What the, even the DJ is a teenager. I don't buy that whatsoever i'm not saying there aren't crazy things that happen but it feels so carrie you know like that whole scene with the milkshake it actually did remind me a lot of carrie and then when she kills everybody in the in the classroom i'm supposed to go oh well no that's she reacted due to everyone's inaction and thus that's on everyone else for doing nothing including the people that just stand by and watch bullying happen like there was almost what 60 kids in there not one person even mike and fucking uh 
will just stood there and allowed it to happen like i would have rushed over there and pushed that bitch to the ground like what you gonna do what you we what the worst that's gonna happen is that we gonna be fighting that's the worst that's gonna happen and you best believe that you ain't gonna win the fucking fight so we ain't got much to worry about if anything i'm gonna teach you a valuable lesson you can't fuck with queen as far as i'm concerned the minute you dragged me and put me in the middle of the dance floor and assaulted me with that milkshake it was game on i was telling my daughter the same thing i was like look you ain't got to be a violent person but if someone ever puts your hands on you feel free to beat their ass because no one has the right to lay a finger on you and i will not be upset at all but yeah i'm also tired of these scenes of nobody likes me i can't find any friends out of all these people in the fucking world it just doesn't make sense to me and i understand feeling isolated when you have no one but you have more than enough people around you that you don't need to deal with this bullshit <laughs> what also happened to boys don't put their hands on girls or disrespect women in any capacity but you you men just watch this boy throw a milkshake on a girl and didn't do shit besides goffle i thought this scene was sloppy i didn't like it despite feeling great because for l uh l jane i don't know what to call her because she seems bothered by being called l but mike rolling up behind her like what did you do shut the fuck up she did what she had to do because no one else was coming to her rescue so she had to rescue herself and sometimes a bitch gotta get bitch slapped with a fucking skate to the face i have been feeling for a few seasons now that this show doesn't quite know what they want to do with will and this episode highlighted that we have the awkward meeting between will and mike where he goes for a hug he's happy to see him he clearly painted something just for him he just tries to give him a pat on the shoulder there's this weird awkward moment between them then at the skating rink all we have is will pretty much giving mike hard eyes and forlorn looks as he watches the couple roll away it is almost as as if it's supposed to be some type of jealousy but he's very close to jane he sees her as his sister i think i mean they do they've been in the same household they their parents would have been together uh so to speak and thus i mean i could definitely see them having a more sibling-like relationship so to throw a try or try to throw a love triangle in there just feels weird <laughs> but it definitely feels as if that way because will's voice cracks when he's talking to mike about the fact that he's upset that he's been moping all day and you've been rolling your eyes and you haven't been making her feel great and he's blaming him for the fact that no i know she's lying to you and you didn't even believe me when i first told you and i just thought that that was a shitty thing to do because i'm your best friend and i care about your feelings but it feels as if i care more about your feelings in a way that i feel different than anybody else because he didn't even ask about lucas or dustin which that's fine too because friends 
they come together but then as they get older you are gonna start finding yourselves in different places in life that doesn't mean you aren't the closest friend but it feels as if they have been playing will for the last two seasons with a huge huge love for mike that is unreciprocated and i don't know why we're still playing into it 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 doesn't make sense to me i was so happy to see him happy that i don't want this for will's characterization that all he gets is this unrequited love story that goes absolutely nowhere for him and is just makes him look pathetic he is way more than than that (laughs) and then they have a moment where he's like what about us and then what was that synth music that started playing well expresses his his disappointment at the fact that he it's been a year you haven't been in contact with me we were friends we were best friends and you said you know l's got a whole fucking stack it's gonna be really hard to call you jane girl and i am now in in fully in mike's camp on why he's having a problem with that but yeah she's got a stack of letters from you and he's like yeah because she's my girlfriend and you're just my friend (laughs) he's like but we were best friends he misses that closeness that they used to have together but i feel as if that has been the case since he yelled at him in his garage saying i can't help that you don't like girls do you know something and you're just choosing not to have that conversation with them is that what they're going with this i don't know but I wish it wouldn't come off as if he is the third wheel in a relationship that he should not be a third wheel in at all. And if it was just third wheel, I want to spend time with my best friend. That'd be one thing, but that's not how they're playing it off. And then you have Mike saying, well, you should have made a better effort to call me, which what? Saying that's not on him. They agree to both look for L, and then that happened. And that's where we left off and homeboy was going to show up at six but l's probably going to be arrested because you know white bitches they love hitting that 911. but in this case i totally understand uh that chick need an ambulance because she gonna need some major plastic surgery and some stitches and a lot of reconstruction facial surgery and i couldn't help but look at l going that's my baby and i'm real proud we do have feedback for this episode so let's hop on into the mailbag Hey Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Stranger Things Episode 2. I went ahead and watched Episode 2 because I was excited to see what was going to happen next. And I listened to your podcast earlier today and I was <laughs> thought it was hilarious. I thought Mimi would be joining um, us for Season 4 um so i guess she didn't wasn't able to make it 
for the last one. Um, hopefully she'll be joining us because it's always interesting to hear what she has to say as well. Um, but yes, I totally agree with you on a number of fronts um, in your feedback. And I like that um, I listened to your feedback, watched the episode and able to give feedback right away because there are times when I'd be wanting to respond to the feedback that the uh, feedback you give in your podcast but by the time I watch the next episode and a lot of times I listen to the podcast in my vehicle so I don't write down any notes and stuff like that but I have two things um I have a few things I wanted to say I was in agreement with you about um Mean Girl uh I couldn't wait to, for her to get what she got coming I thought she would be the one to help uh Elle get her powers back that you know she'd be in such a high emotional state that she her powers come back manifest back in that way but nope she just knocked her the fuck out with the uh <laughs> with the roller skate so I still thought that was hilarious and yes I needed that to happen sooner than later it's just like you were saying and then the other thing was I um I yeah that makes sense about the the new big bad or whatever um that he's feeding off of people's grief i didn't even think about that and yes i agree that if you know if that's the case he you know he will definitely go after max which is probably why we got such an emphasis on max and her grief and her not being able to uh having a hard time moving on and moving past it and so yes i definitely have a feeling she's going to be next to see the clock and so and then then so i'll start off by saying this you know you know i don't like horror stuff and this is in that in that area of horror so needless to say there were a couple of scenes i mean even in the that end scene in the i didn't say that in my last feedback because i was running out of time but that that end scene with chrissy the cheerleader freaked me the hell out and so the scene with oh gosh the dude the glasses dude henry is that his name the one that was with nancy uh the newspaper guy what happened to him at the end oh my god i can't i'm like i'm trying to stick with it because i enjoyed this show but and i know that it has horror themes um throughout the other seasons and it was those were I still enjoyed them. It's just normally not my cup of tea, cup of tea. But man, oh man, I, you know my heart was a pounding, and I was like, especially when he, you know, was running. First of all, I'm like, why, why would you go in the woods? And then the other thing is, but again, I guess he was drawn to, just like Chrissy was drawn to whatever. Um, and then he's just running, and then. It's like, go back to where you came from. And then I'm like, well, how long was Nancy looking for it, dude? It's like, <laughs> as like what point were you going to go let someone know? Especially when you know there's a killer at the loose. Like, why would you not let them know? Like, it was daytime. I mean, school was still in session, right? When they went there. And then it's like pitch black dark by the time she let a cop know that he was missing. I'm like, why would you let all that time go by without saying anything? And then I'm like, sir, you're you're literally at the entrance and the exit entrance of the trailer park. Wouldn't you have noticed that they did not leave? 
I'm like, and so him being surprised that they were still there was ridiculous to me. <laughs> I'm like, you would have saw them leave, sir. I mean, I mean, especially since you're the same person. I mean, so yeah, I thought that was silly. But um, yes, so we got to see. I do like we get we get the California peoples and then the Hawkins people and then we're slowly gonna see them merge together because we see Mike go to California and the whole thing with Elle and her trying to put on this brave face in this front. Um, and then you had me thinking too, that was another thing when you were talking about Will, because I've totally forgot about that part about um, Elle saying that he's crushing on someone. So, and I, I remember last season, um, some, some, someone was talking about how Will might be gay, but I'm like, is he gay though? Like, does he have a crush on L? Is that what the issue is? Because there's something bothering him. And could it be that, you know, because what you were saying about, and which is true, they have become close, him and L. And of course, L wouldn't know that he has um, developed feelings for her. She wouldn't have recognized that. So she's just thinking that it's some random girl at school when it's in, in actuality, it's her. So I'm wondering if that's what's going on. Um, I don't know if that's where you were going with that, um, but that that's what came to mind when you were saying that. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that part. Um, then we got the, the the basketball jock guy. I forget his name. Or um, with Lucas's group, um, where Lucas is, um, I guess, trying to at this point run interference because those are his friends. And so I'm like, Lucas, you better step up at some point. Because, you know, the, I know you want to be popular. I know you want this certain life. But this, this um, I mean, I feel bad for him. His girlfriend was killed and all this stuff. But I have a feeling that he's going to get them all involved in some stuff that um, they're going to be in over their head. Because obviously this is some new supernatural shit going on. And this has nothing to do with Eddie. <laughs> And so they're just going to get them and out or they're going to they're going after um, going after Duncan. I'm like, oh, my God, my brain is uh, Max and Steve in them. And so and that's going to turn into some shenanigans and they're going to get themselves involved in some stuff. And I know some people are going to end up getting killed, probably basketball guy. Um, and Lucas better choose the side that he's supposed to choose, which I'm sure he will. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, you can see the conflict in him, like a part of him wanted to be a part of that. But at the same time, these are his ride or dies, uh, literally, figuratively, all that stuff. They've been through so much together that he's going to come around to, you know, getting back with his peoples, uh, especially with um, if we're thinking what's going to happen with Max is going to happen that she's going to end up in the crosshairs on the crossfires of this demonic thing that's going around. Um, so he's going to want to rescue her and that's going to draw him back in to all the shenanigans. And so I'm still not sure what is it? Vecna, Vecna. That's what Duncan said, um, was going on. So it's like a dungeon and dragon, um, type of a demon. Cause was that from the Duncan Dundee? Dungeon and Dragons uh, game that what he was talking about the shadow demon or whatever he said it was um, And I'm definitely with you. I've heard of Dungeons and Dragons We've seen it now on the flash now. We of course they they've always been playing it on stranger things 
It's like it's trying to have a comeback. Um, I don't hear too much outside of that, but I'm not part of that world, video game fantasy world anyway. So I don't know if it's having a comeback, if it's always been around, or it was around and then it left and now it's coming. I don't know. Um, but yes, um, now we got um, Harper. We get to see Harper, what really happened to Harper. I'm still, So he went inside the upside down after the explosion and it ended up in Russia. Is that how that worked? Um, so I was a little bit confused on how he ended up in Russia. Um, so I'm thinking that's what happened. And then, of course, they're obviously suspicious about why he's there, trying to get information. They tortured poor Harper. And, um, yeah. And I will say this, um, Christina, on your feedback, when you were asking about um, Joyce and the paint can, well, they thought it was a, it might be an explosion, which is why she didn't just get, go to town with it, with a hammer. That's how why they did what they did. He told her to do it that way in case it was some type of explosion. Um, <laughs> so you had me cracking up on that part. So yes, very excited. Um, they're supposed to be going to Alaska and I'm wondering who's all going to be going with them. I'm excited to see how Elle get her powers back and how all that works. But my time is up as always. Until next time, much love, peace and black girl magic. Queen of the couch. Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. Um, thank you for telling me what happened in the in that scene. Cause see, I tuned out. I completely tuned out <laughs> and didn't even try episode two. Even though you had me laughing when you kept saying Harper instead of Hopper. <laughs> I was like, who is Hopper? <laughs> but then I thought maybe that's you saying Hopper in your Southern drawl. So let me know if you really thought his name was Harper. Uh, I love the uptick in the horror factor. Uh, it feels more mature. Has a, it has a more um, dreadful feel to it. But I also know that you totally hate horror. So I did feel bad for you. But for me, I'm enjoying that quite a bit. I think it's Mike or some other dude he wants to open up to about about did i just turn canadian all of a sudden uh in regards to like i don't think he's in the 11 no i think he sees her as a sibling (laughs) and i think that um they understand each other in a way because they've been through some of the same type of fucking drama but at the same time i think he he's been for a while now i think he is gay i think he's totally gay actually i think i saw a tweet from the showrunner that said something like this season was about uh will or they asked about will this season and it was just like a boy and a boy emoji so i think it's pretty clear that his character might possibly be gay but maybe i'm wrong but it to me i hope that they're doing this whole third will thing is because he misses his best friend and he just wants to open up because i know when my cousin opened up to me he made sure it was me that he wanted to open up to first because he knew i'd be the least judgmental about it and he's like if anyone i want to tell i want to tell you because we were really close at that point so it could be something to that effect or it could be as i stated which i hope it isn't that he's totally in the mic i imagine you paralleled exactly what i said about the cop at the front entrance (laughs) even with the sir i'm so influencing you I think that Vecna is a different monster than the ones we've seen previously. I think it 
definitely leads to victor creel whoever that is which is going to lead back to jane and the lab and the massacre at some point and the as you stated earlier the what did you do that coming back again clearly that wasn't 11 clearly he was working with her after this is my guess because unless the retcotton how she opened the upside down um this they her and greener greener whatever his name is clearly still have a working relationship to the fact where he's looking for her all the way up into until she finds mike in them so um that's all i have for this episode not a whole bunch i i don't have a doubt about lucas i think that he wants to hide some fact like he's not the same type of nerd anymore like he's moved on from a lot of the things that other people just the same way as will has moved on from other things same way as 11 has that's normal but he doesn't i don't think for five seconds he would turn his back on his friends he hasn't thus far um he didn't even look conflicted it was just more like this is probably bad (laughs) what's about to happen and he's probably thinking in his mind i gotta go do something about that um and he certainly wouldn't let anything happen to max i think he's not stupid enough not to recognize around him he's like i need these people to network to get into where i need to get to go where i need to go but i'm not you know dumb about what people can do to cross certain lines i just it didn't even occur to me that he would be siding with the wrong crowd but i get what you where you were going with that i just didn't even have that concern i was like yeah he about to go find his boo (laughs) because i do think that he still genuinely cares about max even if it's just in friendship and that's what i really like about their relationship when she needs space he gives it to her they're they're the total opposite of the toxicity that is mike and 11 a lot of the time which is why they have the issues that they do whereas max and lucas are far more mature because life is had to make them mature they are fundamentally born into a different part of society and judged by society differently that their friends are never going to understand so that alone uh, makes their friendships really really close and i think that's also why he was the one that really apologized to will and was really sad when will didn't uh when will didn't accept that no truly like we know each other in a way that other people are not going to uh at least coming from the situations that we do but i hope that mimi joins us on our next podcast i didn't get any feedback from her but i also know that she's been super 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 busy and we just heard about her and her i ain't gonna bust it out there i'm gonna let her bust it out there but uh her accomplishments recently so i think that's kind of taken away from her her tv watching even though she totally tried to <laughs> this week um i'm sure she'll send me a 30 to 35 uh audio regarding how she's felt about the season thus far before we get to the end so i'll just look forward to that if you want to send feedback like a couch at gmail.com or leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic